Hey, welcome to the Press On Podcast. My name is Justin. I am so glad you are joining us. We are on episode 90. Yes, 90. That means we are just uh, 9, 10 more episodes away from episode 100. I don't know if you want to count episode 100, so that's why I said 9 or 10. Or I don't know if you want to count this one. Uh, but anyway, in, in 10 weeks... Uh, we will be celebrating our 100th episode, August 2nd. You're not going to want to miss it. Um, in fact, you're not going to want to miss the whole week leading up to our 100th episode. Uh, we already have some cool things in the works, cool things planned for our 100th episode. But but we got to get through a few more weeks. We got to keep pressing on through this thing. And so I hope you are, have been enjoying our, our Snell's Pace Bible study through the book of John. Yes, this is part six uh, today, um, we have one more part, part seven, and then we're finally on chapter two. Yes, that's how slow we are going. Uh, but I feel like each and every week as I'm studying, I'm learning so much. I'm growing so much. I hope you are too. Don't forget about our YouTube channel. Each and every Friday, uh, we are releasing, uh, we're trying our best to release some uh, videos um, that might inspire, encourage, make you laugh, uh, uh inform you. Right now we're in a series on how to study the Bible. It's more of the information series, Uh, but that's been a lot of fun too, just uh, giving tips and tricks on practical ways people can study the Bible. You don't have to go out and spend money. Um, You can do it for free right from where you sit at home, Uh, but you can dive deep. And speaking of diving deep, let's get into today's scripture. Like I said, we are on chapter 1. And we are actually getting in uh, to Jesus' ministry now. Uh, the first several weeks was John's introduction into this book. And then we had John the Baptist. But, but now we are getting um, into uh, Jesus. And so let's start in verse 35. We're going to just read um, until, until verse 42. It says this, The next day, again, John was standing with two of his disciples, and he looked at Jesus as he walked by and said, Behold, the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following and said to them, What are you seeking? And they said to him, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come, and you will see. So they came, and they saw where he was staying, and they stayed with him that day, for it was about the tenth hour. One of the two who heard John speak and followed Jesus was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his own brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which means Christ. He brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, the son of John, but you shall be called Cephas, which means Peter. So, uh, I, I love this verse. I love this whole section. Verse 39 says, Come and you will see. Similar to verse 37, when Jesus uh, essentially walks by and the two disciples heard John say, Look, there's the Lamb of God. And so they just kind of followed Jesus. And it's almost as if these two disciples, as, as soon as they heard, they followed. As soon as they heard that invitation, come and you will see. And I love that in this passage, there's this deep sense of faith. Can you, can you really trust God? 
even if you don't have all the details. If God were to tell you, come and see what I have in store for you, but that's all he told you, could you trust him? Could you still follow God because you truly believe he knows what's best for your life? It's a question that we're faced with each and every day. That, that God, I don't know what you're doing right now in this moment. I, I don't understand it, but I am going to trust you. In, in the month of May, I've been uh, reading through the book of Proverbs as well. And I can't help but think uh, back in Proverbs chapter 13. Uh there was this verse that really stuck out to me in Proverbs thirteen twelve. It says, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. And I really thought about this. I, 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 I thought, have I ever wondered, where is God? Like, like, I know God's good, and I know he can do anything right now, but sometimes it just doesn't feel like he's showing up in my situation. And it's in those moments where I try to control the situations, I try to bring about my own hope, but, but because I'm human, I will inevitably fail. And it's like I, I, I have to realize that I have to hold on a little bit longer. I have to trust that there's a powerful work happening even in the storm, even when I can't see anything. God is God and, and we're not. He, he's in control even when it doesn't feel like it. And I have to trust that he has a plan, even if I don't have all the details. It reminds me of that old hymn. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will go strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. I, I'm reminded that, that even if I don't have all the details, if I can focus on God, if I can focus on who he is and what he has promised, then, then I can get, get through it. I, I, can, I can weather the storm and not even know the details of what God has planned. There's another part of this story, this passage in John, that, that really sticks out to me. Andrew brings his brother, who will later be named Peter, he, he brings Peter to Jesus. And, and I keep thinking about the implications of the church today, not just my church, not just your church, but the church in whole, whole like the church of the world, and and the contributions that that Peter had on the church, and where the church is today. But it was all because he accepted Andrew's invitation to follow Jesus. One invitation could change everything. Sometimes we get so wrapped up in our lives and what's going wrong with us and, and trying to figure out uh, what God's plan is for us that, that we lose sight of uh, one of our main missions, if not our only mission in life. Jesus says, go and make disciples of all nations. We need to be out being inviters, being people who... Who, who be bringers, essentially. Be people who, who bring people into this loving knowledge of who Jesus is. Andrew brought Peter. Peter changed the world. What would happen? Who could you reach 
because you never know if that person might be the one to change the world. A lot of times we get caught up and we say, oh, I want to be the one to change the world. I want to be the change. You, you could change the world. Through somebody else, through your invitation, somebody else could change everything. I remember there's, there's this old analogy, but, but I'm going to get it all mixed up. But essentially, there was a homeless man who was invited to church by this lady. And things got crazy, and the city of Las Vegas said that, that, that the church could no longer feed the homeless. Well, one of the men in the church got to know that homeless man, and because of their relationship, uh, that man fought City Hall, and, and he reversed that decision uh, in Las Vegas. But, but the story really began through a lot of different people. It really began with an, an L, a man in Texas who, who decided to accept God's call and start pastoring a small church, and that church actually grew. And now today it runs thousands and thousands of people. But, but when that church started to grow, this young man started to go, and this young man wasn't much. He he made a lot of mistakes, but he started going to church, and, and the pastor of that church, Roy, uh, he decided to start discipling this young man whose name was Judd. And through that discipleship, Judd decided that he was called to be a preacher, and he went to Bible college, and then he got a job at a church in Las Vegas, a very, very large church, larger than the one there in Texas. And, and through Judd's leadership, uh, he influenced the the small groups pastor who who influenced this the soccer mom who decided to start feeding the homeless is where that homeless man came and received a meal and where he developed a relationship with the man who fought city hall but it all started with that pastor down in texas it, it was this big chain reaction and it was based off of invitations. One invitation can change the world. One invitation can start a legacy. Man, I don't know about you, but one of the things that keeps me pressing on in life is the thought of what kind of legacy am I going to leave? When I was at my lowest, a lot of my thoughts were, man, I have ruined my legacy. Like the things that people think about me now, the things that that I've done have have completely stained and ruined any opportunity to leave a legacy. But but when I read scripture, I see that that God's not done with people just because of failure. That that He can use people despite their brokenness and mistakes. And, and we see that over and over again. Look at look at Paul. When he was Saul, he killed people. But Jesus got a hold of him, and he became the founding father of the church and and he he wrote most of the new testament what a legacy he left your legacy isn't destroyed because of your past and then the thought of me being able to leave a lasting legacy is one of the things that keeps me pressing on and i i hope it keeps you pressing on as well man this section is so good just that thought of one invitation could change the world i hope that excites you like it excites me 
Hey, I can't wait to see you next week for episode 91. Until then, adios.